The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the latest edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host for today, Suleiman Rafiq, and we are broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on Thursday, the 14th of November, 2019, reaching listeners in Luton and surrounding areas on 105.1 FM. As always, you can join us via the Inspire FM website. And if you prefer to watch as well as listen, you can do that via Facebook. All you have to do is go to the Inspire FM Facebook page and click on our live link. Having your interaction on the show makes all the difference. I was really grateful last week for the numbers of uh, WhatsApp messages and calls we got. So why not get involved again? And you can do that by text or WhatsApp on 0777-948-1822. That number again, 0777-948-1822. Or if you prefer, you can call the studio and speak to our expert guests on 01582-481822. That number again, 01582 481822 So this month is Oral Cancer Awareness Month and today's focus will be on the topic of mouth cancer and rates of sword in the UK to reach record highs. While rates of most cancer types are falling, disease of mouth has bucked the trend and has shot up in the last 20 years. Last year, seven people died from the illness uh, which affected over 8,000 patients in the UK and I'm delighted to say that we have two expert guests in the studio who will be shining a light on this important health topic and will be telling us more about an exciting upcoming event in Luton to be held at Luton Central Mosque uh, on Westbourne Road on Wednesday the 20th of November. So without further ado if I could just ask uh, my guests to introduce themselves I'll start with Sue. Um, good evening, Suleiman, and good evening, listeners. My name is Sue Jordan, and I'm Assistant Director with Community Dental Services, and my particular area of interest is oral health improvement. Fantastic. So, good evening, everybody. My name's Glenn Taylor. I am a Senior Dental Officer for Community Dental Services in Bedford, and I'm here to share some experience about oral cancer with you. Great. Thank you very much for giving up your evening to be with us uh, and telling us more about the work that will be happening in Luton. Uh, just before we get onto the topic of um, uh, mouth cancer, can you just tell us a little bit more about your organisation and what they do generally as well? Yes, Community Dental Services. Um, both Glenn and I are really proud to be employees. Um, this is different a different dental practice from what you find on the high street we are a social enterprise which means that we came out of the nhs um, some time ago back in uh, 2011 um, and it means that we can offer more to our patients and deliver oral health in ever more communities we're also an employee-owned organisation, which means that each one of us um, has a stake in the organisation and therefore we're really passionate about what we do to make sure that we are able to achieve much as we can with our patient care fantastic and uh, i've been aware of the organization for a while we've known each other for quite a while now so and it's, i know the fantastic work that you do in reaching out into so many of like luton schools etc and yes. you know all the great work that you're doing to try and improve uh oral health throughout the town so just thank you very much for that you and your team for all the work that you're doing thank you. just in relation to um oral health um you know a lot of us will, will shudder at the thought of dentists and 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 uh, the like but can you just share some kind of top tips uh, for good oral health generally yes of course um oral health is really really important because that is the gateway to the rest of the body so what we find there are key messages we'd like to share with the listeners tonight and the first one is about oral hygiene looking after the mouth, making sure that people are effectively cleaning their teeth and their gums. 
using the fluoride toothpaste and, and that's for babies as well and so it's really important that people are brushing at least twice a day with a fluoride family toothpaste and when they've finished brushing that they spit out but don't rinse out with lots of water because that washes away the benefits of a fluoride toothpaste. So that is the first thing. Um, and if people are using a mouthwash, not to use it the same time as brushing uh, because that will again wash out the benefits of the fluoride toothpaste. We recommend tooth-friendly snacks in between meals and this caution here, because a lot of food has free sugars. Um, Suleiman, I know you know all about this. <laughs> um, so it's really important that we give our mouths a rest from having sugar. And really, if we can keep sugar just to meal times, that's the best time. And certainly throughout the night, um, for, for children particularly, that they're not drinking milk throughout the night, just water if they need a drink at all. Visiting a dentist extremely important and we'll be talking about that importance this evening um, so it will depend on your own oral health how often you need to go to the dentist so for some adults it may be every three months six months it could be every year or even two years but it's important that all adults go even if they don't have the natural teeth and of course with children they should be going from six months old so they may not have any baby teeth, but it's really important they go along to the dentist and have uh, preventative care uh, discussed with their parents. And then go every six months um, because their mouths are developing quite rapidly. Yeah. So those are the key messages, really. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think it was, ironically enough, it's just a few weeks ago, we were actually, um, we were talking about uh, oral health, just generally in the office. Of course. And as you do, we're <laughs> clearly exciting bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was one of, the, one of the points you made at the beginning there about not actually spitting out the, the toothpaste. It's yes. just something that we all just do, yes. well, a lot of us do, and we shouldn't really be doing. No. <laughs> I think it's, it's quite um, it's, it's quite unknown, isn't it? You know, it's it's something I tell you the children know about it okay, because great. we've been working with those. <laughs> um, it is difficult for others to to get into that habit of mm. spitting out and not rinsing out with lots of water. Yeah, um, it's, it's something that we mm. we find it's yeah. it's interesting. It's, mm. quite <coughs> it's quite an alien idea because mm. you think you should rinse the toothpaste away and you're rinsing away any bits that are there, but you're yeah. actually rinsing away the good stuff in the toothpaste that's going to protect your teeth. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the other thing as well is... Um, it was, it was again, not na not naming any names, but it was... We oh, just go on, <laughs> Sulan, go on, name we them. We were just talking about the fact that... Um, Often a lot of us uh, brush once a day and that will generally be in the morning. Uh, but actually it's more important to brush before you go to bed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Last yeah. Yeah. night, yes, for all of us, children and adults. And adults. So Absolutely. across the spectrum. Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. Not not to say uh, you should brush twice. So yes. that's that's everyone's agreement. At least twice. You should <laughs> yes. be brushing at least twice. So that's the clear message. But yes. of those two times, it's actually the one before you go to bed that's yes. more important. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then, yeah. Now, the reason behind that yeah, is yeah, because um, when you, if you don't brush before you go to bed, you could have little particles of food still in your mouth, right. which is natural, and yeah. they'll be there. And the digestive process begins in your mouth. Mm. And um, acid is produced in your mouth, which you don't realise, and that could be going all night long. Mm. So that will actually affect the teeth and you can start to get cavities and the tooth basically slowly dissolves away. Yeah. That's how you get a cavity. Mm. And if you brush before bed and one time during the day, that's the current recommended way to go forward. Fantastic. It is something I remember. I have your voice in my head before. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got to brush my teeth before I go to bed. I've been so. nagging you for yeah. a number of years now, Sullivan. So I, I always uh, try to remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> and the other really... Uh, um, important point you made there, um, which was around um, six starting your child going to the dentist from six months, and yes. that for, so for some children they will have next to no teeth at that stage. That's right. So for yes. some parents that might feel as though they're wasting the dentist's time and you know the NHS's mm. time, etc. So can you just elaborate on yes. why why you would take a child at six months to the dentist? It's quite the opposite. Um, definitely not wasting the dental team's time. Yeah. Um, 
Early intervention is very important when it comes to reducing the levels of tooth decay and particularly in, in Luton because children's teeth is still the worst in the east of England. Mm. Um, but nationally, um, we, we have a campaign called Dental Check by One which suggests that babies from six months start going to the dentist and the family will receive preventative advice. Mm. So the baby will grow up, hopefully, with good, strong teeth. Yeah. It also works really well because um, mums, new mums, um, have free NHS dental treatment until their baby is a year old. Right. So to take along the baby six months is great because that's when we would expect mum to go along anyway. Sure. And, and then they can get another visit in too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the first day. Yeah. So really important that preventative information mm. is given out because a lot of us have old wives' tales, yeah. um, particularly around teeth. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's a really exciting campaign sure. to, to have babies going along. And it's also a good thing to bring, if you bring the little one to the dentist early, they get used to going. Mm. So they get the experience of going. You might not get a full examination on the first visit, but yeah. the fact they've been mm. and they might sit on the chair and play with the chair and the dentist can sort of play around and yeah. have fun with the family yeah. and just you know make it an enjoyable enjoyable experience mm. would be invaluable going forward absolutely and and you know they're registered then aren't they and then you know everything's kind of taken yes. care of and so just to be clear as well um for children um is, is there a cost for dental care for children absolutely free yes yeah, so absolutely free for nhs dentistry yes um they can also get fluoride varnish um, as the baby grows a little bit older yeah um they can have fluoride varnish applied twice a year free right. of charge yeah and for some children that are at greater risk of tooth decay they can have it applied four times a year right this is really good yeah. this is, these are great preventative measures yeah, um, yeah so they're free get free nhs dental treatment until they're 18 or 19 if they're still in full-time education sure, yeah. to make the most of it absolutely absolutely <laughs> anyone that knows me knows i love to save money so you know if there's anything you know just yeah, I'll take my me fine. <laughs> keep going till you're 18 and you've yes. got to pay for it son. <laughs> so uh, that's 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 been really helpful and as you say um you know luton unfortunately we do have very high levels of um tooth decay within yes. children and the number of teeth that are having to be extracted uh in very young children is mm -hmm. is such a concern for us as a town um so I'm just conscious that we are here to talk about mouth cancer specifically yes. today because I could talk to you about Charles T. <laughs> I'll evening. come back. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully we will. And then just in relation to uh, a basic question, and that is why do we have Mouth Cancer Action Month? Well, this is a national campaign and it's been going for about 20 years now and it's really an opportunity for the whole month of November to raise awareness about people's mouths. Um, people often don't look inside their mouths. So the purpose really is to um, raise awareness um, so that people can understand the signs and symptoms of oral cancer and hopefully have confidence to go along to a dentist or a, gen a general practitioner, a, G a GP, a doctor, um, if they see anything different in their mouths that hasn't um, recovered in, in, in three weeks. So two to three weeks is a key time um, mm. for people to see if there's any recovery in their mouth. If not, they really must seek professional advice. It's very important. Glenn's going to be talking about that importance. Great. So the campaign is for the whole month, yeah. right across the country. Lots of things happening. Um, today, it's Blue Wednesday, so a lot of people will be wearing blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so. unfortunately, Glenn and I are not. No, no, no. Well, to be fair to you both, it's Thursday. So. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure oh, you were yesterday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's yes, very dark yeah. blue. Yeah, it's that's true. Get out yes. of jail free card. So, and what partners are involved in um, Mouth Cancer Action Month? Well, locally, um, certainly Public Health from Lutonborough Council, which is fantastic. We get a lot of support from them. And what's really, really exciting this year is the um, community and faith leaders that have been involved in organising the event um, next week. Um, yes, next week, um, next Wednesday. Um, we also make sure that um, other partners, such as our 
um, partners work in residential homes, um, our early years because they have families and extended families. So we get the information out as far as we can and even using, using social media. Fantastic. Yes. And so as you just touched on there, we will be having a specific event in Luton, uh, which we're really excited about. And it's great that, again, thank you very much for for making the effort to to ensure that Lutonians are getting, you know, services on their doorstep. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the event next week? Yes. Now, this this is really exciting for us um, because we're we're having our mobile dental unit um, and, and it's a huge van size um, clinic uh, and has it's fully functional with everything you, you could want in any any dental surgery and that's going to be um, driven into the um, central mosque um, and and that's at um, Westbourne Road we're going to be there between 10 and 4 o'clock I'm delighted that Glenn is going to be the dentist that's going to be offering free oral screening and I I emphasize the word free um, because it's so important Uh, people don't realize that dentists can save a life Mm -hmm. and that's just by um, two minutes screening completely painless so those that have been a little bit nervous about going to the dentist in the past please come along Um, we'll have a dental nurse there too and my colleague and the oral health and improvement manager for Luton Sharon she and I will be there to offer information and support people and do all the paperwork before they go in. Fantastic. So we're very excited about that. It's right in the heart of the community. Yeah, uh, in really. Newton. It really is. Uh, everyone yes. everyone would know where, where um, Central Mosque is, yes. bang in the centre of Burry Park. So, yes. uh, you know, you can't miss it. Yeah. And uh, just to be clear then, um, you're there next Wednesday. How long does it take for the check to... The screening, no longer yeah. than two minutes. Literally, we will yes. just have a look around the mouth. We'll look at all the areas that are the most important areas. So we will have a look under the lips. We'll look at the floor of the mouth. We'll have a look at the tongue, the roof of the mouth, the back of the throat. And we're just checking all the most common areas where oral cancer can appear. Yeah. And we're just looking for anything that's unusual. We're looking for red patches, red and white patches, white patches, ulcers, that's, as Sue said, that have taken longer than three weeks to heal. And anything that looks different... Um, I'm not a specialist in oral medicine. I'm a very good general dentist, and I can spot difference. And if we do notice something unusual, we'd refer you on to the correct people. Great, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So it's literally two minutes, and yeah. it potentially could save your life. Absolutely. I think that's a really strong message to get across. Um, before, before people go in to see Glenn... There's some little bit of paperwork because we do need their consent. Um, And obviously, if there's anything that's suspect, you know, that might be raising a little concern, um, we will need their consent to um, write to their GP. Sure. So there is a little bit of paperwork beforehand, but it really is very quick. So we want loads of people (laughs) to turn up. We really do. Fantastic. Glenn is very good. You know, he can multitask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You seem friendly enough, Glenn. Yes. I do try. For a dentist. I do try. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we've just had a few questions in from our listeners. Thank you very much for uh, our listeners for getting in touch. Just a reminder that number is 01582 or you can text or WhatsApp us on 0779 um, so one of the first questions, uh, just to clarify again with children, is around uh, being able to register your child at age six months. So you shouldn't be turned away at that stage. No, um, and people don't register anymore. They can go to any dentist, um, okay. but they shouldn't be turned away from, from six months. It'd be useful to know if they are. We're very lucky in Luton. Um, it's a town out of 13 towns across England that's piloting a program called Starting Well. And these practices um, are really keen to work with the local community and also to encourage families in. So they, they have activity days, they're going out and talking to parents as well. So those are Starting Well practices. And if anybody wants any more information, they can contact me direct. Fantastic. Um, or Luton Council, <laughs> my <Great>. colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> um, because... Yeah, 
they should be able to go to a dentist. Great. So thank you very much to the listener for yeah. that question. Mm, yes. um, and just a comment in relation to um, oral cancer here that... Um, the seriousness of of oral cancer i think because often um so so this is just making the point about the seriousness of oral cancer but to to, uh add to that i think it's fair to say it's one of the not as well known you know because cancer i think gets a lot of attention Hmm. um you know at various different types of cancer but this cancer isn't as well known but the the listener here is saying that they had someone in their family who unfortunately died from Hmm. mouth cancer uh, which is obviously, um, you know, very sad yes, in terms of, yes, you know, yes. when, like you're saying, if some of the signs and symptoms can be spotted relatively easy in yeah. comparison to some of the other cancers, uh, then it is something that we should be trying to do two more around. Um, can you just give us more information around the, some of the statistics for people that don't know the, the levels of mouth cancer? Yes, yeah, certainly. As you said, um, mouth cancer is not one of the most promoted cancers mm. to be aware of but the latest the 19 2020 figures is that um uh hang on. seven people a day could die of oral cancer mm. which is quite shocking yeah so overall total figures from last year were 8337 people were diagnosed with oral cancer Okay. And early detection is the main key survivor. If you're mm. detected early, your survival rate is between 50 and 90%. But the problem with oral cancer is it doesn't tell you it's there until very late. Right. So you usually don't have any symptoms. You may have a little red spot or a red patch or a little ulcer, but it doesn't tell you it's there for mm. a long time. Mm. And it could be bubbling away and you don't know. So having a screening, having it checked and having someone look around just to check everything's okay is really important. Yeah. And is there is it generally um, for people that are um, older or is, is, does, is, is there any um, correlation between age and mouth cancer? Do you know? All cancers as we get older are more common mm. but it can happen to anybody at any age right. so let's we can sort of park that one but as we as as we all age we are more at risk of uh, all cancers mm. that that's a fact unfortunately but it can happen at any time so just because you're a younger person doesn't mean you're immune from getting cancer and mm. especially oral cancer absolutely uh, i mean we're fast approaching our our advert break i mean after the after the break I know just before the show started, you spoke about as your experience around some of the personal stories. We'd love to kind of know more about that specifically as well. Uh, We're also going to be looking at how um, mouth cancer is spotted early and what some of the uh, risk factors are. So, you know, around um, shisha, for example, smoking cigarettes, diet, diabetes, this kind of thing as well. We're going to be exploring more around some of the risk factors to give people a fuller picture um, around um, what you know the importance of recognizing this uh, cancer specifically and also you know just again reiterating the fact that we do have this opportunity next Wednesday on the 20th at uh, Westbourne Road to um, see yourself and get checked out for free in relation to mouth cancer um, and the importance of regular checkups yes. as well so just generally when when you do go to the dentist should a dentist be looking for that as part of their general they will do six they, month will, they will do but they probably don't publicize what they're doing right. so when they're looking around at your teeth they'll be looking at all the soft tissues they'll be looking at the cheeks they'll be looking at the tongue mm. and again we're trained to spot difference so if yeah. we see something unusual we'll spot it very quickly sure but they might not say i'm looking for cancer yeah. because they don't want to scare you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm glad they don't say yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> if i wasn't scared enough already <laughs> absolutely so um that's really helpful as as well i mean just uh in relation to smoking just before we go to the break is is that the most common reason for mouth cancer tobacco and smoking is a major risk factor yeah definitely yes yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's not the exclusive reason so no if it's you, not the exclusive yeah. reason but tobacco and uh, smoking is a, are major risk factors there are mm. other risk factors which yeah. include alcohol okay um, so someone that was a smoker and consumes alcohol it increases the risk factor tremendously sure okay um, but there are other risk factors as well so mm. um, as we were saying a poor diet is another risk factor yeah. So if you're not having your greens and your veg and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah. Um, stress and uh, your environment can be a risk factor. So if you're unfortunate and you don't have your own home, and you're, you know, that could be the last straw that tips you over the edge. 
so there are lots of things that you wouldn't think of that yeah. are risk factors absolutely i think because diet is one that we often talk about in relation to other things on yes. the show but wouldn't necessarily correlate to mouth cancer specifically um no. yeah, when the two biggest risk factors are tobacco smoking yeah. chewing tobacco mm. or smokeless tobacco mm. um and alcohol but all the other little risk factors can all add up to cause the problem sure absolutely mm. and i think we, we've mentioned it previously on the show around there's there's myth around shisha and how that isn't necessarily um dangerous but actually what the evidence shows is yes um it's extremely dangerous and an hour yeah. of smoking shisha is equivalent to smoking 200 cigarettes I yes think. Yeah. so as i say we will be going into more detail around mouth cancer spotting the signs etc and some personal stories so listeners please do stay with us and um, we'll be back after these short breaks if you do want to get in touch as a few of you have appreciate that you can do so on 01582 481822 or you can text or whatsapp us on 0779481822 it's 0779481822 and stay with us and we'll see you after this short break Assalamu alaikum this is Atif Nawaz listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the latest edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I am Suleiman Rafiq, your host for today, and we are broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on Thursday, the 14th of November 2019, reaching listeners in Luton and surrounding areas on 105.1 FM. As always, you can join us via the Inspire FM website, and if you prefer to watch as well as listen, as I know a number of you are, you can do that via Facebook and all you have to do is go to the Inspire FM Facebook page and click on our live link. Having your interaction on the show makes all the difference, so why not get involved? You can do that by text or WhatsApp on 0777-948-1822 or you can call the studio on 01582-481822. Uh, today's topic is all around mouth cancer and for any of you that missed the start of the show I'm just going to ask my guests to reintroduce themselves if I start with Sue. Hello Suleiman, um, my name is Sue Jordan and I'm Assistant Director for Oral Health Improvement with Community Dental Services. Hello Suleiman, I'm Glenn, I'm a Senior Dental Officer for Community Dental Services in Bedford. That's great. And thank you again for giving up your time this evening to be with us. Uh, it's cold outside and you're going to have to drive <laughs> back. So, you know, coming, coming down to Luton is really much appreciated. Um, so the reason why we're talking about mouth cancer is as part of Oral Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and uh, to highlight some of the work that's going on in Luton specifically with an event that's been organized for next Wednesday, the 20th of November at the Central mosque on westbourne road uh, between 10 and 4 that's correct yes i'm listening yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you'll be able to come down and get a uh, health uh, an oral health check uh, to spot some of the signs and symptoms around mouth cancer specifically um so just to kind of recap um can you just give us that statistic it's quite a bold statistic around mouth cancer yeah so currently there are uh, 8,337 people a year are diagnosed with mouth cancer and that equates to roughly one person an hour one person an hour one person yeah. an hour being diagnosed with mouth cancer and, and obviously just, yeah. the listener that um, messaged in earlier that had, had the, the the sad loss mm. in the family that's that's more common than people realize so 2700 people a year will lose their lives to mouth cancer mm. which is a horrible statistic and that's that's roughly seven people a day yeah in the uk in the uk wow. yeah, just yeah. in the uk yeah absolutely mm. that that is higher than for you, you know my ignorance yes. around you know this um specifically so just uh just just to before we get back onto the specific issues around mouth cancer we just had a few um 
parents messaging in around the um, taking their children to the dentist mm-hmm. and is if, if you had any kind of top tips on being able to persuade children to get get to the dentist and things like that in your experience yeah, yeah. well I, I, first of all i would like mm. to say before glenn comes in is please do not worry mm. because it doesn't matter if as long as you get the child through the door yeah. that's a great step yeah, yeah you know and sometimes um families that i've spoken with they say well i've been three four times they won't open their mouth they won't mm. sit on the chair it doesn't matter it's just that's routine about going and it's part of their normal development to go to the, the to go to the dentist yeah. so um just don't worry because the child will pick that up yeah and one thing is please do not say words like oh you're going to the dentist oh dear mm. or oh i don't like going to the dentist i know you don't like going to mm. the dentist anyway. <laughs> But please don't say it to children yeah, because yeah, they start worrying about things they mm, don't know. And mm. it's going to be a fun event. Mm, yeah, and, and not to worry if they don't open their mouths. Yeah. But Glenn, if you Yeah, um, I mean, if the child doesn't open their mouth on the first visit, it's not a problem. It's just getting them used to going, yeah. the environment. Um, a top tip is if they do have any brothers or sisters, go with the brothers and sisters. Sure. Particularly if it's an older brother or sister that mm. has been to the dentist and knows what to do, you'd be surprised how well the younger ones will copy mm. or even will want to sit with their older brother or sister yeah absolutely and i i know um for for my children they um they're booked in every kind of half term or every term or um and they do there's like coloring books and stuff like that there's a real effort being made to try and make it a little bit more child friendly than when perhaps when we were going you know uh, yeah we tried to make it a lot more fun i mean Mm. in my surgery in particular i mean i deal with children and adults with additional needs and i'm mainly referral based dentist okay but my my practice i have got uh models which are um it's a little dinosaur mm-hmm. with little plastic teeth so we can sort of show them what we're going to do we show them what a mirror is mm-hmm. and how we're going to use it we've got a little blue unicorn which we sort of say you know this is what the unicorn's going to do mm-hmm. would you want to try and do that and even if they just want to sit on the chair on the first or second visit we can just go up and down on the chair so it's like a yeah. fun ride see Great. if you can touch the ceiling yeah. <laughs> where you go fantastic <laughs> and there are now like some good um like youtube videos and stuff like yes. that isn't yes. there yes. around you know like cartoony kind yes. of style yes. um certainly to support brushing yeah absolutely you know. to support brushing yes. because that's that's another thing around children not necessarily brushing correctly yeah um is is um wh- one of the questions here is um so we mentioned that you should as a minimum be brushing uh twice a day yeah but is there what what would you say like the maximum was if there is you know could you could you excessively brush you can you can excessively brush and you can wear your teeth away Mm. but you'd have to be brushing an awful lot and Mm. for a long time to do that so the current guidance the current advice is to always brush twice a day always before bedtime and then one other time in the day so if you can't make it in the morning or if the kids don't want to do it in the morning because they're getting late up or they don't want to go to school and you're having difficulties they can do it when they get in from school but as we said before the nighttime brushing is one of the most important ones yeah absolutely and then just the final one uh is around um uh, elect- electronic toothbrushes yep. for children um is is that something that is recommended for children uh, for adults it's the preference isn't it adults it's a good way I personally use an electric toothbrush because I'm lazy and it's an easy <laughs> yeah. way of brushing. Yeah. I haven't got to think about if it's early in the morning, I just put the toothpaste on, turn it on, hold it against the teeth and let it do the job. Great. Just move it along slowly. So yeah. it's for me, it works really, really well. Yeah. And for most patients, it will give you a better clean. Yeah. Not for everybody. If you've got a perfect technique, it won't. It, mm. it will give a, a good technique. Um, but for children, if they like the electric toothbrush, and there's lots of toy-inspired electric yeah. toothbrushes, <laughs> Elsa at the moment, <laughs> frozen um if if they like it and they will use it and it encourages them to use it it's absolutely fine Mm -hmm. absolutely and so uh for just 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 to be really clear then for the question is um so for children electric toothbrushes no matter how young is fine for the child i wouldn't do it with a baby yeah a very young baby but for a um sort of four to six year old if they can hold an electric toothbrush and they're finding it easier and it encourages them because it's got their favorite toy on it Mm. then yes it's it's a good 
a tip to use yeah. to encourage them to brush. Fantastic. They still need adult supervision. Stereo. Until they're about eight years old. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely fine. Sure. If they don't mind the vibration of the noise, yeah. some children don't like it, but if they do, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But still, an adult needs to supervise. And w- so why, why does an adult need to supervise? Well, because the child, um, as they're growing and developing, they haven't quite got the de- dexterity to be able to get to the places they need to. And that's right. another reason why we get caries in the teeth because we're not brushing the food away and we get the acid build-up, as I said earlier. Mm. So a younger child can't manage to do that on their own. They have a good go at doing it, yeah. but they can't get to all the areas. So I, my top tip to parents is once your child can colour in in a colouring and they don't go out of the lines, they're getting to that stage where they should be able to brush on their own but until they can do that Mm. you need to help them you let them have a go let them do it first and let them have a good go and then take over and get to the areas they might not be able to reach and the other thing with the brushing is obviously the two minute recommendation Mm. children don't realise how long two minutes is sure. if you get your child to sit down and close their eyes for two minutes and put their hand up when they think two minutes is up they'll never get it right <laughs> they usually stop after 30 seconds yeah, yeah. absolutely so two the, the, the other reason is around the making sure they're doing it for at least two minutes yeah yes, yes. so two minutes is the time two minutes is the rec- current recommended yes, time right. yeah i'm but working up to that and with our healthy smiles program mm. in, in luton yep. we we have introduced daily supervised toothbrushing and the children are doing marvellously. They're getting fantastic support from um, the people that are working with them. Great. Um, but the children are doing really, really well. And that's mm. anything from two and three years old. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So two minutes is, is, is an important reminder as well, isn't it? Because yes. often in the morning you're rushing around, <laughs> etc., cetera, et cetera, yes. But you need to be making sure you get that two minutes in. For yeah. effective brushing. Yeah. For yes. effective brushing. Mm. And most importantly, before you go to bed as well. Yes. Before you go to bed and any other time in the day. So any if you do miss the, the morning, yep. don't panic. You can yep. do it when you get in from school. But as long as you're doing it twice a day for two minutes, you're on the right track. Sure, yeah. absolutely. And so just bringing it back in, uh, uh, thank you again to our listeners for mm, their, really their questions. It's really appreciated. Um, in terms of your interaction and you know making the most of the fact that we have these expert guests in the studio here with us um, so just bringing it back down in relation to the mouth cancer and uh, the mouth cancer screening event can you just recap some of the details around the event yes so it's Wednesday 20th of October uh, between 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock we've got um, our community dental service mobile surgery going to the central mosque this is really really exciting for us and the central mosque if you don't know is in westbourne road um we've we've got the mayor going to to see the launch as well um we are grateful to the community and faith leaders for helping us organize this over many months it takes a long time um and the whole idea is to raise awareness around oral cancer glenn will be there with um, a dental nurse to um, give a free absolutely free um, screening only takes a few minutes and sharon and i will be there offering um, oral health advice as well and a few phoebes okay (laughs) (laughs) see you there cinnamon (laughs) (laughs) sounds good and so just uh just to just to mention as well is um as you say, you, you highlighted some quite shocking statistics there mm. around mouth cancer. Um, but there, are, can you just bring that down to a personal level around some of the people that you've supported personally? Yes, certainly. Um, Now, as I said before, early diagnosis is key to survival rates. So if it's spotted early, your chances of survival are really increased. So uh, I can give an example of a patient who didn't realise they had a problem. We just noticed a red patch in their mouth. It was on one side of the cheek. Um, We referred them to the oral surgeons at the hospital. They did a biopsy and diagnosed the oral cancer. It was removed and treated and successful outcome and the patient's doing very, very well. I've got uh, another story of a patient who wasn't my patient, the wife was my patient, and he'd visited an emergency dentist to have a tooth out, a wobbly tooth. He was a regular attender, but he didn't have any pain or problems from his mouth. He had the wobbly tooth taken out. 
And then his wife saw me and sort of said, oh, my husband's um, extraction isn't healing properly. And I replied, was, oh, when was it done, last week or two weeks ago? And she went, oh, no, it was three months ago. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was a big uh, red flag. And I sort of asked him to come in as an emergency to see me immediately. Um, it, it wasn't very obvious that he had a problem. It wasn't that, there was a slight swelling, but I took a large x-ray picture and I noticed something I wasn't happy with. And the fact it wasn't healing for that long mm. is a big signal. So we did a, uh, an urgent referral and um, he's still with us, but it was quite traumatic for him. He had to have um, a large section of his face removed and his jaw removed and he had to have it all plated. But his wife and him are still very grateful because he, he's still with us. Mm. And it isn't, it isn't a nice thing to talk about. You know, sometimes when you have to have this done to, to, for the survival, it isn't pleasant and there will be trauma. It could affect your speech. It could affect your swallowing your taste and if you can get it early Mm. the less chance of having these horrible things happen to you absolutely and you know we're so fortunate here just when i was uh, doing a little bit of research around this topic in relation to the treatment that then you know from the nhs that mm. is available the specialists that we have that support people that have been diagnosed with uh, mouth cancer specifically you know you are then very well kind of catered for once it's been diagnosed mm. and and you know taken forward um via the nhs specifically um again just just for anyone that didn't hear about it in the first first half around some of the risk factors so we mentioned smoking and um, alcohol drinking alcohol was the other one but also diet smoking and alcohol are the two biggest risk factors yeah um, smoking on their own or alcohol on their own but combined it makes the risk skyrocket sure so that's the two biggest thing but diet is a risk factor for most things so if you have mm. a poor diet and you're not eating some greens and some healthy fruits and vegetables that's not good for your your health in general um, as a, the other thing we said about your environment so if you're unfortunate enough not to have your own home and you're in a stressful environment or an unstable environment um, could be your working nights um, these can be the little tiny things that push you over the edge. Mm, absolutely. Just had a question in relation to um, for the event next Wednesday. Is there any uh, booking system? How does that how's that going to work? Well, there, there are two systems in place. Um, actually, um, our um, partners at the Central Mosque have got a day list. Okay, great. So people can put down um, a time that they would like to come along. Um, but it's also open to other people in the community as well. Yeah. So if they're in the area, and I know it's very busy around <laughs> there, um, they can come along because mm. it doesn't take very long. No, the only no. thing is, um, on our dental mobile mm. surgery, there is a very small waiting room at the back um, of, of the clinic at uh, and it is really, really small. Sure. So hopefully the weather will be kind <laughs> to us um, so that people you are know, not going to get cold or wet or anything like that. But you know, I really would like to see lots of people um, come along. Absolutely. And even if it's just for some information, yeah. um, but to have that free screening, I think, is a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so for anyone listening that is working in the local area, local yes. business owners, etc., you can literally pop along in your yes. lunch break. Yes. Um, and, you know, it t- takes a few minutes to, to get checked out. So do take that opportunity on, on our doorsteps. Yes, please. Um, just a question. Will will the screening van be going anywhere else uh, in the future? Or how we, does it work? We have it um, because... We are uh, covering a very wide area. We, yep. we, we have um, clinics all over the east of England and, and d- into the Midlands as well. So we have dental mobiles going out to key places. Um, for instance, yesterday it was in Oxfordshire. Was it, it was, yes. And I was in Oxfordshire <laughs> and we were at the County Hall and we had, I think, 70 plus people come along for uh, the examination screening, which, as I said, takes a maximum of two minutes. Yep. And then we gave them oral health advice and some advice about the any advice they wanted to discuss mm. at the time. Great. But obviously, if we have a big queue of people, we can't go into great details about their dental problems yep. because we're mainly there for the oral cancer screening. Mm. But we're there to, we, we're happy to give advice if needed. Fantastic. Yes. You're going to have much more fun in Barry Park. You do know oh. that. Oh, it's you know, I hope fabulous. So. It Honestly. will be fabulous. Yeah. The people are wonderful. You'll be well looked yes. after, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> and you said the mayor's coming down as well? Mayor, yes. Yeah, um, very keen to, to um, launch this campaign. And, and we're excited about that too. Uh, so we have quite a lot of dignitaries coming along, uh, which really shows the, the effort that people have been putting 
into this event um, you know, to get everybody involved. So yes, come over and if you want a photograph taken with us, that's fine too. <laughs> and just a question in regards to um, how uh, an individual might themselves spot some of the signs and symptoms. What are some of the signs and symptoms around mouth cancer specifically? So if you have an ulcer or a sore that's taking more than three weeks to heal, three weeks is the key number, right. then go and get it checked. Okay. That's, a, that's a major, major thing. If you spill a red patch, a red and white patch or a white patch in your mouth, go and get it checked. Um, if you find a lump on your lip or on your tongue or on the side of your mouth or on your head and neck, go and get it checked. So the, the tagline from the Oral Health Foundation for this month is, if in doubt, get it checked out. Sure, sure, sure. So what was that last last one you said? Uh, so if you've got a lump in yeah. your mouth, on your lip or on your neck or somewhere, your neck. or even on your neck, right. it's worth going to get it checked out. Okay, yeah. great, great. I think if you think anything from your lips to halfway down your neck. Yep. That, no, those, those are key areas to think about. Sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. I guess what I'd like, though, from your mm. listeners today, yeah, uh, Suleiman, is um, to go to a mirror mm. with a pretty good light there as well and have a look at their mouths, mm. lift their own tongue, what's underneath there, because people don't have a look. Mm-hmm. And this is a really great opportunity during this campaign month to have a look at the mouth, see what it looks like now. Are there any, you know, things that might might just you know, trigger a thought now mm. or if it's healthy now and if there's any changes they'll know what's changed so the key thing is go and have a look yeah nice mirror yeah, yeah. You, you can you can ask your, your friends and family to look inside your mouth but you know you might want to do it in the privacy of your own bathroom yeah absolutely yeah. i want to say one tip that mm. usually if you've got something on both sides of your mouth it's usually you. It's usually not a problem, but it could be worth getting checked out. If something is new and it's on one side alone, mm. then that is usually another trigger that you should think, oh, okay, that's different. I should get that checked. Sure. And so you're actually encouraging people to have a look themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. You can look under at your lip. You can look at your cheeks. You can mm. look at your tongue. You Obviously, it's much harder to see the roof of the mouth and back of the throat. Mm. But if you notice something or you've got some hoarseness at the back of the throat in, you know, and it's not healing, as you said, or the ulcer or the sore that's taken, like my case example of the gentleman who had the tooth out and the, the, the extraction wasn't healing, yes. that's a big giveaway. Sure, sure, sure. And so, obviously, we'll all be brushing our teeth tonight. You know, <laughs> although I'm sure most of us do every night but um, you know for those that might not then uh, they will be from today onwards so perhaps that might be the opportunity to check check it out absolutely Uh, and how long you know do you spend kind of looking around because some people they'll spend they'll end up seeing something that isn't necessarily there do you see what i mean so what, what would you say I, they don't need to spend too much time looking. It's, it really is getting familiar with their own mouth. Mm. And, th- and this is one of the um, key things of the campaign is right. just be mouth aware. Okay. Um, and I would suggest, and, and this is backed by you know the, the, the charity um, mm. uh, Oral Cancer Foundation, uh, sorry, Oral Health Foundation, um, you should check them. Check him out about once every four weeks, once a month. Make it a regular routine thing Mm. to do. Um, Because, you know, we're all encouraged to check ourselves Mm. and and the mouth gets neglected often. Mm, But it's so important, you know, know, that's where you notice about somebody when you first meet them is their Mm. smile. Um, And we use our mouths for eating and that's really, really important for general health. Um, And often if things go wrong in the mouth, that can have a huge impact on general health too. So it's you know, the mouth is key. Mm, so we <laughs> ourselves should be checking every four weeks, yes. and hopefully we should be going to the dentist as adults every six months. It, it, it will depend on the individual, actually. Right. Won't it, Glenn? it will depend on your needs yep. and your specific sort of um, case. Okay. And um, some people will go three monthly. Some okay. people twice a year. Some yep. people once a year. Yep. Some people could be every two years. Right. It all depends on your actual oral needs. So sure. the days of the six monthly checkup yeah, yeah. are gone. Okay. It all, it's all tailored to you now right. so if your needs are higher yep. the dentist will want to see you a bit more regularly to sure. just to maintain everything to make sure everything's okay okay that's good to know and so because I, I still had the old school six months in my head so i'm just every six months every six some months, people are familiar months, with yeah. it and they're happy yeah. with it and the yeah, dentist yeah. won't argue with you they'll say if yeah. you're happy to do that yes. please do yeah, yeah. but the dentist might say actually you could go to nine months if sure. you wanted to Absolutely. but i have some patients that say that when i say that the regulator nice would say yeah. nine months is Good for you, but yeah. I say, oh no, I'm happy with six months. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy with them to see them every sure, six months. Absolutely. But what the key is, whatever the time period, that there's a regularity there's a regular towards look. it. Yeah, 
and then one of the things they might not tell you they're looking for but they will be having a little look yeah, around so the dentist the will definitely be looking around at all the soft tissues in your mm. mouth while they're looking at your teeth yeah. and looking like you said for anything mm. that's different that yeah. shouldn't be there mm. and they will be checking those things and that's the person that will, can refer you on your mm. doctor can refer you on to a specialist yeah. but the dentist is probably the person that will spot it because as mm. I said oral cancer usually creeps up on you yeah. it doesn't hurt until the time when it's getting too late mm. and then once you're there and you want to go and see somebody yeah. we don't want it to be too late absolutely so early identification is the key yes um, listeners we've literally got a few minutes left if you would like to get in contact you can do that by text or whatsapp on 0777-948-1822 so the time has has kind of flown away uh, with us and um, next week we'll have Fahad Main back in the studio uh, here in the hot seat just before we kind of wrap up for today I was just keen obviously you both have a wealth of experience Um, is there anything else you'd kind of like to share with our listeners while you have this opportunity uh, mine is an appeal to people that don't have natural teeth anymore. Okay. So they may have um, dentures, false teeth, but it's still important that they go along to the dentist. Mm. Um, and again, for them to check the mouths, um, we work quite a lot, um, spend quite a lot of time in residential homes with people, you know, older people, vulnerable people. And they often will say they don't want to be want to be a nuisance um, but unfortunately they let things develop too long Mm. um, and then the outcomes aren't very good Mm. so it is important even though they don't have natural teeth anymore to get their mouths checked out really important yes no it's interesting it's it's not not something that we often talk about but it's an important area absolutely Um, Glenn Um, I'd agree so that just going along and having a a screening uh, a general health check because obviously the dentist is checking your teeth they're checking your gums they're checking for oral cancer even though they might not be telling you that's a really important thing so it's a general health screening there are lots of different little things that can be spotted from inside the mouth so it's not just oral cancer the dentist might notice another area which has changed which might be another condition which could be referred on to a specialist sure absolutely so then just finally in terms of uh, conclusion we're very very fortunate in Luton that we'll be having the screening event on Wednesday the 20th of November at the Central Mosque in Bury Park and you'll be there between 10 and 4 and it literally takes a few minutes to get checked out so we'll see everyone there next Wednesday people are queuing around the corner (laughs) the more the merrier fantastic until next time assalamu alaikum Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.